0: The following
1: is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How
0: about them Cowboys? Yeah! Cowboys!
2: This, this, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming yeah. live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. hand
3: off Elliott plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it in the
1: touchdown. And now your hosts, Isaiah Stanback. Hekma Harrison, Rob Phillips, and Kyle Yeomans.
2: It is a Monday morning talking Cowboys presented by Tostitos, helping fans get in on the game. Welcome in to the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco as we continue to break down what happened on Sunday afternoon in Kansas City at Arrowhead Stadium, 19-9. The final scores, the Kansas City Chiefs take okay. down the Dallas Cowboys and that is the right word to say it. an ugly game for the Cowboys, an ugly game overall, and there are some positives to take out of it. Don't be worried, there are a couple of them, and we're going to talk about Ooh, it.
4: Let's find them. We're gonna find let's some find positives. Them.
2: But the offense just basically didn't pick up the defense, and that's where we're going to talk about throughout the course of the day. Heckma Harrison, Isaiah Standback, Rob Phillips. We've got Chris Beam in the back, as always. I'm Kyle Yeomans, and Rob. Where do we start? I mean, in, in an atmosphere like Arrowhead Stadium. You were out there. You were on the sideline. It was bumping, and it really just looked like the Cowboys weren't ready for the bigger lights.
0: Hmm. Yeah that that was your that was the show rundown. It's, A little bit was the moment too big, right? Yep. I don't know if I can dispute that because they lost. They put up nine points and were not competitive enough to win that game against a team that's been the class of the NFL for the last three years. So, fine. But I, I think from a media perspective, I think that's a nice little bow to put on a game where a lot of factors led to that result. Whether it was guys missing, no excuses, but it was a factor in the game. And they didn't give themselves enough of a chance to win that game either. They came out and played a sloppy game, and you can't do that against Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs, who, by the way, they played some sloppiness too mm-hmm. and, and beat themselves in some regard. But I think that's, that's a convenient way to tie it all together. The fact is they got outplayed, they missed some guys that would have helped, and they didn't do enough to, to prevent beating themselves in this game. And you can't do that against the Chiefs on the road.
1: Isaiah?
3: We talked about it all week. We talked about the environment. We talked about um, you know the, how you can't make mistakes. You can't make things more difficult. You can't give Mahomes more opportunities. Uh, you know, to Rob's point, I, I do agree. I don't think that they were up for it. I think that they tried. I think they I really do think they tried. I think they tried their best, but ultimately, mistakes happen. Uh, opportunities weren't taken advantage of. The they didn't take advantage of the fact that Kansas City wasn't playing very well either. They mm-hmm. were dropping balls left and right and when you have all those things when when you have those opportunities you have to seize them you have to seize them especially when you're in an environment as crazy as that one i mean you got ken city over there dancing and swag surfing and doing the gritty and everything else <laughs> and, and you know you, you, you don't you don't find a way i think there were some definitely some bright moments uh, hekma's Heckma's boy you know the the boom or whatever you called him the bazooka? The, the bazooka the bazooka was the out bazooka there the bazooka was out he was he was balling I, I feel like individuals like that stepped up I feel like they they like the environment. They like the the heightened uh sense of, of urgency. I think some guys respond well to that, but a lot of our guys did not.
4: Pissed off over here, guys. <laughs> Hotter than a chunk of sun. <laughs> <Just> sweating. <laughs> Hotter than a chunk of sun. Is that, heard that a meteor man reference right there? I don't know. <laughs> Uh, But that's how hot I am. You know, the thing that I have a problem with, obviously, it was an ugly game from the beginning. That's, you know, you don't have to. Stevie Wonder could see that. Um, We could not get anything going at all. What I have a problem, the biggest thing that I have a problem with, and you, you sent this to us and says, is the moment too big for this team? I have a problem with them not being ready. For these games, the first series is where they're kind of like drink you know they're just kind of walking sleepwalking through this, uh, and I felt like that, and Troy Eggman even said in that at one point like i'm used to seeing Dallas bring the physicality in games i'm not used to them being the receiver of it and we mm-hmm. and that was what was happening from the jump and you, talk, you- we saw it on the from the defensive line and sometimes with the offensive line, they were winning the battle up front the the defense responded. They woke up, and they started to take the battle to uh, Kansas City. But, you know, talking about them being the the class of the league and what they've done, I think we respected them way too much. We saw situations with Hill where, man, it was maybe guys were freelancing and thinking that Mahomes was going to go to Hill in certain instances, and I'm only thinking about their Pringle pass where it was like 37 yards. And I – Tyree just cleared out the whole side just by being there. And, you know, and I understand. Like, you watch film all week and you're honing in on number 10 and you're telling yourself, we cannot get beat and let this guy get behind us. But a lot of times, again, especially in that first series, that first quarter, I just think they were showing too much respect. There were blown coverages. Defensively, I thought that Dan Quinn was just giving up way too much uh, to not sacrifice. He obviously didn't want to give up the big play. But if you told me coming into – this morning, If I didn't see the game and all I saw was Kansas City stats and we held them to that looking at Patrick Mahomes' numbers, I say the Cowboys win that game by 20 points. We mm-hmm. won that game because none of their receivers were over 100 yards. None of their running backs were over 100 yards. And to me, that's a game that the Dallas Cowboys win, but you can't
2: win that game playing that sloppy. I think that's the most upsetting thing for me in the, in the loss is the fact, kind of like how you said, it was upsetting to see that they slept walk in the, the opening quarter and they just never got really any kind of rhythm going. My thing was, throughout the game, you expected both, offense, both offenses to wake up. You expected Kansas City to find a groove. You expected Dallas to find a groove. And whichever one was going to find a group first was ultimately going to win the ball game. And so you kept that hope alive of saying Dallas has an opportunity on this drive. How about this on this drive? Isaiah and I were talking about it in studio. This is a hope drive. This is a take the game back drive. And it never happened. You couldn't put it together enough on the offensive end to complete what defensively was actually a really, really good ball game.
3: Yeah, I, think, I mean, I'm kind of torn. So I, I know our defense played competitive, and our, and mostly our front seven there. In the second half, I feel like our DBs really started getting kind of in the hip pocket. Beyond Kansas City dropped a lot of balls. Kansas City dropped a lot of balls, in my opinion. So I feel like the way, the way that we were ineffective offensively, for the most part, I feel like Kansas City was equally ineffective. But we talked about how you can't get behind Kansas City. You cannot get behind. And we started the game out with a three and out. Yep. You started out with a, with a miss, almost should have been touchdown probably, and you missed a drop pass on third down. You can't start like that. And then you give the ball right back to Kansas City, and they go nine plays, 86 yards, and run a dog on draw play with Kelsey. That's how the game started. That's how to start it in that environment. And you expect to try to come back from that? That's unrealistic.
0: Yeah, and to Heck's point, like Mike McCarthy said it, the speed, it took them a little while to get going. So you, you, can, you can argue that that, that part of it, they weren't, they weren't into the game early enough in the game. And I, I thought, and Micah Parsons spoke to this defensively, it looked like Kansas City, their first 15 plays, they had some stuff in the bag, and it, and it was working. I thought they did a nice job of adapting. I think, look, the strength of this team has been the offense for 10 games. No Tyron Smith again. They plug in a new left guard. That didn't work. They, you know, I'm not, it's not all on Colorado and Governor, but they did not win the line of scrimmage. And that was the same problem against Denver. Couldn't win the line of scrimmage. And then you factor Amari Cooper not being in there. I don't know if people made enough of that. Because, look, they've, they've dealt without Michael Gallup for several games. But Amari Cooper would have been very nice in this game as a mm-hmm. possession receiver. Is why he was my DraftKings guy yeah. on Friday. <laughs> to to kind of just settle down and, and get those little eight-yard gains, right. move the chains, take away some coverage. Because, look, CeeDee Lamb was bracketed the entire game, it seemed yeah. like. That was a big factor in the
4: game. Because that's usually on It's usually Amari Coops. Cooper. Yeah.
0: And, and I'm, not, I'm not making excuses. I'm just saying just watching the game, those two things were a factor against the Kansas City defense that, man, they, they're coming on. The month of November, they've been up an average of 11 points a game. So And Chris Jones wrecked the game, no question about it, up Same front. Handily. Went right at that interior line mm-hmm. that is young and is inexperienced. Terrence Steele, Connor McGovern, and, and Tyler Biotis is still a young guy, too. But he picked on Martin, too. He got a sack on Martin. Was it a sack on Martin? <laughs> it was a sack, was yeah. a sack on Martin. Disrespected
3: him. He's
2: that good. He's that good. Now, who was the biggest. Uh, missing piece on the offensive side, was it Amari Cooper or was it Tyron Smith? Because both of those guys, when we recorded this game or this show on Friday, we thought both of those guys were going to be available. We had no idea Amari Cooper right. was going on the COVID list. We had no idea that Tyron Smith was going to be held out. We had all the indications going into it that it was thumbs up, thumbs up, thumbs up, and then he was going to be
0: ready. We knew there was a chance of no Tyron Smith. But, yeah because I've said like they th- they have to figure out how to manage him over this stretch yeah so they ultimately decided look trying to play him Sunday and then turn around and play him Thursday was going to be tough. No so I think he's got a chance to play Thursday but they you know yeah I, I, don't, I don't know what the, I think that it was both a problem
3: you know Tyron all day long if you, yeah? can, if you can't block. If you can't run block, if you can't pass block, you can't run offense. So, nothing starts if, unless you have that sured up. So, I believe that Tyron obviously having that line sured up, and it didn't matter, right? We just talked about it. it, it Chris Jones, it, it, he had three and a half. He really had four sacks. His boys yeah. kind of jumped in on that last one. But he picked on each one of our linemen. I think the only person that he didn't pick on was Collins. Everybody else gave up a sack versus him. Yeah. He just went down the line. Oony, meenie miny, moe. He didn't care. <laughs> he was going, <laughs> one. he's like, whatever, you guys want to make an excuse about this one? I'll take this guy on. Mm-hmm. So, Obviously, he would have helped out substantially because we couldn't get anything going on the ground. And we talked about how important that was in terms of ball position. The Kent City wins most of their ball games by having a ball for 30 minutes. They don't need it a whole lot. They had a the ball for 30 minutes. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we, there were certain things that we did well in terms of the third down percentage. But there's other aspects that, again, we just can't allow. And they, they took advantage. No, I agree. I agree
4: with you on that, um, P. You know, I, I just feel like there was so much about this game we were out of whack for for a, a lot of it. And look, let's not give. Because no one is going to take any of our excuses, nope.
0: uh, and they didn't make any. Yeah. I, I get you can say I'm making for them, but no. I, I'm just looking at the game and saying they could have used this, they could have used this, and that's why they, that's why they lost. Yeah. I mean, it's a big reason why they lost.
4: No, and, and offensive line wise, they've got to coach Philbin. I'm sure they're going over the film and they're looking at this because they got whooped. And you, this is one of those games that you go back and you say, man, we got manhandled, and Chris Jones was a big part of it. Um, you know, I would, and I agree with you. Um, man, Tyron Smith would have made a tremendous difference in this game simply because Dak would have had more time. I've been talking about Dak in this MVP race the whole time time of possession, getting the ball out of his hands, being quick strike. He had none of that at his disposal. Guys are dropping balls. Noah Brown. Is someone that we depend on heavily in special teams and come in for spot duty. We re- we needed him to to make certain calls, Set, uh, catches. Cedric Wilson, same. We needed catches from our guys. We didn't get him. even with Michael Gallup on one of those catches. He hits him in the hands. Guys come underneath him again. Defensively, made a great. Great uh, closeout on the ball, but Mike got to come down with that. Uh, and, and just going back to a holding penalty on Terrence Steele that was to uh, that's Schwarzenegger. Uh, he's, he's there. He catches the ball, and then it's, it's negated by a holding penalty. It's, it's just little things like that when you get momentum going in the game and then you shoot yourself in the foot. I mean, look, we can dissect it all we want to, but those are things that we can talk about the moment being too big and and that, but anytime you get momentum going and then a a flag negates it or, look, Michael Parsons is close to blocking the punt, man, that would have been big for us. Jerron Curse uh, on the interception, he's able to take that to the house. Those are momentum change, mojo moments. We needed a mojo
3: moment. We just didn't get it. Good thinking back. I think every receiver had a drop. For the most part, Uh Sid yeah. had a drop. Yeah, CD had a drop. Yep, Noah had a drop. Mike had a drop. Mike had a drop. Malik Turner did not. Malik Turner did not get the ball. <laughs> I mean, big, in big one seven, baby. Man,
4: but but you talk about Kansas City and, and they're dropping balls. I mean, their receivers didn't look like themselves. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. my God, I when you we people are going to be on Dak and say, oh, Dak just didn't do enough. He didn't turn in the MVP performance that he needed. He gutted out a lot of throws. He stood in there and he took did. some heat uh to yep. get the ball off, but. You know, look. When you got guys dropping the ball all over the place, you know that's a bad sign for what the day was going to be like. But don't let me give Dak any excuses either, because he mm-hmm. was off.
0: It was, uh, <laughs> it was a little Denverish. You know, they ish. They, well, they yeah, they got the pressure up front. <laughs> like and that. you watch it back. I mean, they the, they jammed at the line of scrimmage and yeah. played tight man coverage yeah. and they, could not believe. it. And they won it. more often than not. It seemed like. And and like you said, you know, some of those contested balls or even not contested balls. <laughs> Didn't come up with it. You can't go on the road and do that and expect in 12 men in the huddle penalties and stuff yep. like that. Terrence Steele, noise, not getting out of his stance, stuff like that can kill drives. They They had 12 drives. They either punted or turned the ball over on nine of them. Mm. You're not going to beat Pat Mahomes that way. Not even if Pat Mahomes isn't Pat Mahomes on this particular day.
2: Yeah. Which he wasn't. Yeah. We, no, he wasn't. And he didn't play exceptionally well either. But
0: kind of going back
2: to, to what both of you guys were talking about. You could have used a Tyron Smith, you could have used an Amari Cooper, but Amari Cooper and Tyron Smith didn't have a holding penalty and didn't have a a dropped pass. You had opportunities throughout the game, and that's what's so frustrating about this. And, I mean, I mentioned this on the post-game show last night, but there were 15 incompletions from Dak Prescott. At least five of those, maybe more, I'll have to go back to it, Drops were drops. So there's... Ten incompletions. Two of those ten were bad decisions, and they resulted in interceptions. It was forcing the ball to C.D. Lamb into the end zone. I think that was just trying to press it, just trying to make a play. And he had man coverage on the outside, and it was a great play from the DB. Bad location. Bad location. Bad ball.
4: Both of the guys. And then,
2: of course, the one on the the final drive where he threw it over the middle, it was tipped by Chris Jones. But that was even still forced. There were three Kansas City Chiefs in the vicinity. So – There's there's a way you can you can make the excuse of not having your guys, but also there were windows in that ball game, and I think that's what Cowboys fans are fans are so frustrated with this week.
3: No question, no question. Can I ask this question? Yes. Do you feel as if I don't want? Yeah, let me ask this question. Do you feel as if it was just we just weren't on our p's and q's, or do you feel like Kansas City's better as of yesterday? I think both, a little
4: bit of both. I'm going to go with us not being on our p's and q's. That, that's that's the way that we started. Um, if you don't have those accuracy issues, Dak is able to deliver that pass to Michael Gallup. I think you needed a score in this to keep this game on on our side. I don't think Kansas City did anything to us. I, I, all of our the the. Pass coverage, uh, miscues, things like that. Those were all self-inflicted things that we could not get corrected. Finally, when we did, you saw the momentum shift right after the half when they got the ball. Jeron Curse gets that interception. We needed that. Those are just certain things that happen within the game. And so, look, I would love to come here, and if they just kicked our butt, I hey man, that's the butt we got a butt kicking. We we got that from Denver. I just don't feel like this in this game. I just feel like.
3: We missed opportunities. And I and I feel the opposite. I feel as if they did get their butt kicked because there was never a point in the game where Dallas where you felt like Dallas had control. Yeah. As close as the game was, it was it, a comfortable it was, two, it was a comfortable two, possession, two game. possession game. A very comfortable two possession game. Dallas was playing like crap, Kansas City was playing like crap, but for whatever reason you just felt like Kansas City had full control. It felt like those ten points were twenty five. Yeah, easily very much easily
0: yeah. could have been. I'm with you I think it's both I think mm-hmm. Kansas City won the game give them all the credit I agree. and they've got the resume they've won these kind of games um that being said it goes back to which you, you know the top of the show the moment too big I think the Cowboys have shown in 10 games there are moments they've risen up without mm-hmm. key guys Minnesota's not a bad team they went to Minnesota yeah, beat they Green, they Bay Green Bay yesterday went up to Minnesota without Dak Prescott win that game go to New England who's rising win that game mm-hmm Come within a field goal of beating Tampa Bay in week one. Beat the Chargers. They've beaten good teams. I think yes. I think it's there's. I'm not going to go with the narrative that they can't win b- big games, can't beat big teams. I think they've shown they're a good team. Mm-hmm. Are they on the Chiefs level right now? Based on yesterday? No. But you can't even evaluate but, if but they're on that level. But the why they didn't. Yeah,
4: that's, what, that's exactly so, what so I'm saying. So that's why I think it's both. Yeah. I think
0: it's both. They play again, play here, maybe a couple guys back. It'd be Different story. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe.
2: Yeah. Oh, I hate that.
0: Because going into the week, you wanted this to be the benchmark.
2: You wanted this to be your opportunity to say, okay, here's the Chiefs, here's the Cowboys. Go. Can you win a game like this on the road in, in the literal loudest stadium in the world? We'll get as world record holders for the loudest <laughs> stadium. And you've got two of the best teams in the league going at it. I wish it was. Full strength on full strength, and instead, neither side really played well. It was not what we hoped for. No, it no, wasn't. It, it
4: wasn't. And, and the only thing that I'm looking at is the fact that even when you give up a fumble against Kansas City, typically they go down and they score. Yep. You know, they're gonna they're gonna make sure that they you're any mistake that they make, they're gonna explode on you on that. We force a field goal. Yeah. You know, the, the defense was there for you. you. You can, man, point to the offensive line and the troubles that they had, but there was a point in that game that we completely just abandoned the run and said, look, we just got to keep throwing yeah. this ball down the field. But there was just certain things with, with red zone red zone. We're in the red zone twice and we come away with nothing. This like those are just certain things that we've been talking about on this show that came back to plague us again and obviously pointing to who we did, who we didn't have isn't going to make a bit of difference, but I don't I didn't see this as hey, Kansas City was comfortable. I felt like all the way up until that last interception, they felt like ah. But it just never felt
0: like the offense was ever going to get traction. Oh, heck no. It, it felt like 2018 – and let me amend what I said. I, are the, I think the Cowboys are capable of being on the Chiefs' level. They are not a better team based off of yesterday. I yesterday. guess I'll say that. I, yes. they're, a, they're still a contender in my mind. This does not change my big Correct. picture view of them. Um, but there, it reminded me of like 2018 before Amari got here, where they just couldn't get anything downfield going in the passing game. And it just, and, and some of those 2019 games you know, where they couldn't get started – that just hadn't been a problem for them the last two years with Dak, except when they turn the ball over. The, what's happening in this league, and
3: it's happening to Kansas City, they're having to figure it out, and I think Dallas is going to have to start figuring this out as well. Teams are not going to allow those teams to have big plays. They're going to take the Bill Belichick, bend, but don't break approach. That is what you're going to face when you have that much firepower on offense. That's Dallas, that's, that's the Tampa Bay, that is doggone Kansas City. Those offenses, you're going to get that very soft coverage. Work your way down the field. Get See if you can sustain a 12 or 14-play drive. And guess what? If it comes down to a field goal, that's what you get. Yeah. And I think that's what you're starting to see. And that's even more reason why when you play opponents like Kansas City, you can't get behind. You can't get behind those teams because if that's what this game is going to turn into, if they're not going to allow you to have a big play, then you're literally hoping for three points every drive. Yeah. And Kansas City got up 9 to nothing. Just like, just like that, that. With i mean when they the held opening that. drive
2: touchdown and then you had the field or the missed extra point and then the field goal from then on out it was 10 to 9 the rest of they the game they just play. held the lead at that it point all they had right to there. do was hold on yep just kept them at an arm's length yeah. and that was about it so
0: <laughs> oh, what man. a weird game it was a I mean, weird game i thought it would be kind of low scoring it's never exactly what you hope for we, but, we talked about that yeah we <laughs> but, mentioned yeah, we it we last did. week 9 points
2: god this, well, let's talk about the offensive side whenever we return. Five sacks allowed, eight quarterback hits, two interceptions. It was not pretty for the Cowboys' offense. What did they need to look at going into a short week when we return here on Talking Cowboys?
1: There's nothing as unique as our eyes, which is why SLR pioneers ways to make lenses as unique as you. Verilux for super sharp vision. Essential Blue for protection, and Crizal for freedom from glare. Three cutting-edge solutions in a single unique lens. So whatever your needs, insist on Essilor. Visit your local Essilor experts and find the perfect lens for you. See more, do more. Essilor.
2: New Dr Pepper Zero Sugar. You deserve it.
1: I do deserve that.
2: You deserve decadent flavor without sugar and a day at the beach without sand getting everywhere and a relaxing bath that your children don't interrupt.
1: I deserve all that?
2: It's really just a visual metaphor
1: for Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. Everything you want, nothing you don't. A visual metaphor on the radio. I do deserve that. Dr. Pepper Zero Sugar. The zero you deserve is finally here. At AT AT&T, everyone, new and existing customers, get our best deals on every smartphone. Why?
0: Hey Jay, that's my line. <laughs> well, not today. Get to work with a
1: John Deere tractor package that's just right for you and your budget. Visit unitedagandturf.com. Back to talking Cowboys.
2: Great people, great pay replay on Talking Cowboys. You've heard it already. Big A2, Jason Witten, he's joined the Caliber Collision team. You can join him to do great work with great people for great pay. Apply right now online at at jobsatcaliber.com. That's jobsatcaliber.com. Com. It is a Monday edition of Talking Cowboys. We are breaking down the 19-9 loss. Mm. Kansas City Chiefs take down the Dallas Cowboys in week 11, short week to Thanksgiving. As hey. The Las Vegas Raiders come to AT&T Stadium and the AFC West continue or tour continues and so far 1 and 2 for the Cowboys in that division. The only win going back to the Chargers in week 2. So Ooh, we got another one on the horizon. So had trouble with that division. <laughs> the Last two, two of the last three weeks, we have had trouble mm. with that division. But let's be done with them. Percentage? Get it out of the way this uh, week. Yeah. Let's, <laughs> let's, get it. It. let's be done, it. done with them. Get on with it. Thirty-three percent
3: winning percentage right now. Thirty-three.
2: Mm. It's good in
0: baseball.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah. In baseball. Only
3: in baseball, I think. In baseball, you get a twenty million dollar deal for that. Mm. Let's
0: not talk Set about for that. life, guaranteed.
2: <laughs> <laughs> sure. All right. What happened offensively? We just talked about it a little bit in, in terms of the numbers and, and some of the the feeling around not getting off the ground from an offensive standpoint. But did it start up front? Was the struggles straight up to the, the to the offensive line, or did there have was there more factors going into it in terms of just not being able to have any rhythm on offense? More factors.
3: More factors. Go back to the first series. Okay. What did the offensive line do wrong in the first series? Um uh, not nothing. Sure.
0: Nothing in those first three plays. Had a missed stop in the passing game.
3: Missed missed big play. Yep. Mm-hmm. That was just an overthrow. Okay. Uh drop ball. All right And go punt. They didn't do anything wrong in that first series. That first series had zero to do with our offensive line not playing up to their potential. Now, beyond that point. Now, so you already have a bad pass in there. You already have a drop pass in there. Now you can't get establish a line of scrimmage on the, on the ground or being able to block so that we can pass. All those things start compounding. Everybody had a role in it. We got offensive linemen not being able to get off the snap. We got freaking uh, Schultzenegger out there whiffing on, on, on screen plays. I mean, everybody had a role in this. I think everybody can go out there circling and say, what the heck was I doing? What the heck was I doing? Offensive of line, what the heck were you doing? Dak, what the heck were you doing? Bad location on balls. So there, was, there was two interceptions out there. That was it was bad locations. Sure, for Dak. The one to Noah Brown, bad location. The one to CD, terrible location. Right. So ball location plays a part of it. Can he set his feet? Or maybe what, maybe he was having bad location because he couldn't. He didn't feel confident setting his feet because of the lack of uh, uh, blocking up front. Everything plays a part, and that's why football is such an amazing sport, simply because of the fact that it requires everybody doing their job in order for somebody to be successful. No, I just think his launching point for Dak, launching point changed uh, because
4: of the pressure that Chris Jones was putting uh, on him. But you're right. I mean, that initial drive, I think that everything just kind of was predicated on that Mm -hmm. uh, from the beginning. Our offensive line is – no matter how you look at this, you can all twenty-two. It I'll save you the time. We got beat up, and there was no there was no help that was coming. Obviously, Connor uh, Williams was taken out, um, and, and but still, the result was the same as far as the pressure that was coming in the middle of this this, this offense. Look, Biotish, uh, he's just one of those players, man. That obviously he's going to have to get a lot stronger to be able to show up and anchor uh, from the middle. Terrence Steele. Um, has done a really good job for us in, in games. But you see where he gets exposed sometimes. And that's putting Dak uh, in a bit of danger. I thought that there were opportunities for Dak to use his legs. I don't know mm-hmm. if it was in his mind. Like, I can't do this. But last week when he I want to reestablish myself and let people know I'm a big MF, you yeah. know. We didn't have that, and there were times where it's like he'd go out on a bootleg and he had plenty of opportunity and space, but he didn't do it. And I don't know if it's just something in his head now. I don't want to say it's the ankle or whatever it is, but you saw him kind of, for the first time, be a little gun-shy with picking up those yards. Offensively, I just feel like the, the 16 rushes for us was just not enough in this game. We needed to continue to try to establish that. And even with... Chris Jones and what was happening up front, I think we were having some success and we just said, you know what, we're at the point now where we're down by 10 and if we don't start trying to throw this yeah, ball all around, there's no way that we're going to get back in this game. And that's, we became one-sided, one-sided yep. one-dimensional.
0: I agree. Because uh, Tony, Tony Pollard hit some runs in this game. Yep. And, but Zeke Zeke was banged up again playing through, I think, Oof, that knee that that issue that he's been kind of managing. So, short week for him. He thinks he'll be okay. I, I just go Isaiah is right. I mean, it's, there's a lot of factors, but I'm I'm with Heck on. I, I think the biggest thing for me is up front, and it's and Zach Martin spoke to this last night. Like it's across the board, you know. He said I don't know if you can argue that they were more physical than us up front, um, and that was the factor in the Denver game. Yep, you know, and and they I will say it again. I mean, they're they're young on this left side of the offensive line in this game, and and you know the the timing of moving connor mcgovern into the starting lineup to me is interesting i mean going to arrowhead against this resurgent chiefs defense uh, I wonder if they thought early in the week they'd have Tyron and they wound up not having Tyron in this game because you're awfully young and you're awfully inexperienced and I, I, I think that both good young players but that's a, that's a tough matchup man and the Chiefs went right after it. And this is normally a question I think I would say for later in the week but since
2: we only have three shows prior to the, the Raiders game I want to ask it today but do you like that decision did you think that was the right decision of putting Connor McGovern over the top of Connor Williams because whether or not it's a, a fair question it's a question that's going to be answered because of the result that was on
3: the field. I'm not in the business of telling Coach Philbin what to do. He's been around for 172 years, so he knows exactly <laughs> what he's doing in that all, in Just that, about. In that, yeah, the, just approximate about, value. Give or take six months. Give, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, he, I mean he knows he's a smart dude and he knows exactly how to get these guys together. We haven't questioned his decision making over these last 2 years. Somehow some way he patched he patched together an offensive line to get through last season. I think he knows what he's doing. I don't think that either one of the guys would have had success. Let's 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 that, be very I, clear yes. on that. Mm-hmm. I don't think either one, I don't care which other Connor you could have put co- both Connor Bros out there and I think Chris Jones still would have did what he did. B- both uh, of them yeah. Um, it's it, six they, offensive line. <laughs> they're just outmatched. They're just outmatched. I mean it's reality. They're outmatched. That dude is bigger than them. He's stronger. Stronger than them, he's longer than them. What do you expect to happen? Well, next week they
4: got another bigger, stronger guy, Shoot. and then the week after that, it's going to be another bigger, stronger mm-hmm. guy. And, and there's a the thing like, we talk about blueprints, uh, what a team's going to do <laughs> with their blueprint. Oh, I'm gonna put my defensive end <laughs> right, right here there. in the middle. Copy, uh, paste. Yeah, I'm gonna do ah, that. Worked, and then I could go man on the outside in situations. So, you know, I, I look. Conor Williams, Conor Connor McGovern, Conan the Barbarian.
3: No, he would have been the same I mean because yeah. I mean, Chris Jones say, is coming. Can we honestly say the Raiders are more aggressive on that defensive front than Damn what right. we just faced? Yes, so. you are. We'll, yeah. we'll get to that tomorrow. Sure. No, I'm, but
4: you know, offensive line wise, and someone just said something about the the receivers. Like, man, whiffing on blocks, and man, it was just so much of that going on that we're not used to seeing our offensive, especially our wide receivers, not blocking for one another. We were trying to get that screen game going and. Man, it's just they were it seems like Kansas City was read, Those are reading that. Those pride
3: plays, man. Those are pride plays, I was I was we were watching the game and I told BC I said that was one of my roles when I was playing in New England. My my job was to clear things out uh, for for Moss and the other one was when we run these screen plays the Welker block your tail off. And that's a pride play. You're not getting the ball, right? You're not you're not going to be a hero if this thing breaks out. Your job is to go out there and take some heat off of your boy. And when you whenever I see guys out there just kind of just oh Oh, they got my, they got us. Like, that's BS to me. Yeah, that's that's. I don't want to call somebody individually a punk, but that's when I look at it. I, that's what I feel. I feel like you don't care enough about your brother to keep somebody to keep the heat up off them. And even if you do, even if I do make a bad play and they get you right, I'm I'm be the first person to snatch him up off you because guess what? That's on me. Are you intentionally leaving the name out of this conversation? It wasn't
2: just one guy. Okay, because I remember one specific guy that I agreed with you completely on because he was being a punk a little bit yesterday.
4: Yeah. Well,
2: hey, big eighty six is we're passing it was. around Dalton this big Schultz. guy. All right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Dalton Schultz—he did not have a great game to me. Yes, he caught six passes, but man, he missed on multiple yeah. blocks. And
3: those, and those are, again, those are just pride plays. Those are pride plays. I'm not—I don't question the effort on some of these guys, but sometimes if somebody's coming to hit one of you all I—I've got you. You know what I mean? I got you. And guess what? And if I take a wrong step and they happen to make a hell of a play, get off them. Get off them. I got you.
0: That's on me. I'm gonna be the first one to come up there. That's on me. It won't happen again. Promise you. Yeah, that's all a good point. And again, it goes back to it's more than just one thing. And I'm not. I'm not questioning the the coaching staff. They felt like they had to make a decision at yeah. left guard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, and I think look, going into that environment, the penalties Connor Williams has had, the way Connor Mcgovern has played, they felt like it. He could. He could do it. And <laughs> it wasn't just him, uh, but Give the Chiefs credit. This they exactly. they 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 got Melvin Ingram in here. Mm. Oh. Yep. It's it's completed this defensive front where now Chris Jones like is is just balling a monster in the middle of their defensive line, and all of a sudden now this is looking like a complete team in the AFC. Yep. Now
4: that's exactly what I was going to say. Give Steve Spagnuolo the defensive yes. coordinator mm-hmm. credit because. I won't – I didn't see this same Kansas City team in any of our – when we went through film, I just didn't see this in the evaluation. They showed up, they went through the monster machine, and they came out (laughs) monsters uh, in Kansas City. Their ability to press us up front and relegate Eight, nine in the box, and not worry about what's behind them. To me, I think was either genius or you were just you are daring us to burn you down. We just didn't have the time to do it. They he, did,
0: they did. I think they said like, look, beat us through the air. And Dak, when did he? What was the ESPN stat? How long when he finally completed a pass over ten yards? It was ridiculous. You know, they just they couldn't get anything well, going down the field.
3: That's uh, that's that's what we're going to face. So that's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm alluding to when I say that we're going to face those type of defenses that because that's the blueprint. You know, and, and please believe. The Raiders are going to do the same thing. They think that their guys up front are better than our guys up front. So what are you going to do? I'm going to back up. I'm going to back up. I'm going to press you with my my corners and my, my DBs and my safeties. I'm playing them deep. You're not going to get a big play over the top. I guarantee you, my guys up front will get to your get to your quarterback before you guys can get past this 10 yard mark. I give them credit. I give them credit for
4: that's gutsy, you know. And especially Steve Spagnuolo, boy, it ain't hard to be a good DC when Amari Cooper is out mm-hmm. and now CD's out. You know, I got a bunch of guys. I could pr- I can really really press y'all now. You know, so that's that's what we're going to face. So whatever oh. that blueprint is, look, it's Gus Bradley, huh? Just know. Yeah. Just know. Over the next couple of weeks, once we start getting our players back, hey, we're going to be able to uh, attack us with that same thing. Right. What, one Keep more, th- doing that.
0: One more thing on that because we know Amari's he's not going to be available for this game Yep, based on the COVID protocols. But I, I wouldn't necessarily rule out CD for Thursday. Why, That's why do good. you say that? I, just It sounded like maybe he's got a shot to be back for this game. Not saying he will. Yep. But but I don't think they have necessarily ruled him out, and there's a chance he could clear protocol in time for this game.
2: You gonna ask him first thing in the morning, like you did about time? I'm not putting <laughs> any more percentages on yeah. him.
0: <laughs> Didn't work out last week,
3: yeah. unfortunately. He needs to be <laughs> sleeping in a very dark room. He needs to stay yeah. out of all light, all the sound. Light. It's tough to get back that quickly from a concussion. There's different grades, obviously.
0: Oh, and he's, yeah, and he's got to pass it independently. Yeah, and I'm saying, you know, grades. but I'm, I'm just and saying
3: for people out there, there's a test that you take. There's there's, there's a pre-concussion test that you take on a computer, and it, it marks how fast you click on stuff and all that jazz. So there's a baseline that you have. So now that's the first thing that they'll have him they'll do go is right go back, back there and it. go right back to that test and see how bad he is, how how slow is his response times, how where's his clicking direct, all those things. Wow. And then there's other evaluations, but that's one of the main baseline tests. So. And for those who have never had concussions before, your your sensors are very heightened, right? You're very sensitive to noise light. and light. Noise and light will drive you insane. It's like mm. venom. Just like don't don't bring the noise. <laughs> It'll drive you crazy. So, I hope that he can get back. It's yeah, I'm interested to see yep. if he can get back.
0: I mean, they won't rush it, obviously. Yeah, they won't rush yeah, it. Yeah, yeah.
4: Quick question, guys. Uh last 29 seconds of the half that where the CD got the concussion, we had two timeouts left. How did you guys feel about that? Uh Keeping the time, not calling timeouts in uh, in that situation.
2: Um, I didn't feel any type of way. I didn't really feel any certain direction. I mean, he forced that ball. He didn't have to go to the end zone there. No. They had plenty of time, I, I thought, with the two timeouts to, to work it a little closer, then take a couple shots. I thought that was just a forced ball. He yes. thought man-to-man coverage on the outside. Yep. He thought CD was going to have more room.
3: Great, like I said earlier, great he play saw, by the DB. Yeah. Got that he inside saw, leverage, forced him yeah.
2: to the sideline. I'll tell you
3: exactly what he saw. He looked out there. He saw CD. with well, somebody pressed up against him, he saw the Honey Badger down in the box. Yep. I'm taking my shot. Going was a bad zone. ball.
0: Trust my guy.
3: Yep, a bad ball. Honey yeah. Badger's down. I got C.D. one-on-one. Oh, I'm going up top. Mm-hmm. It was just a bad ball. And C.D. did not keep his five-yard boundary on the sideline. That was C.D.'s no. fault, too. C.D. got pushed to the sideline. So even if it was a perfect ball, C.D. would have struggled to keep his feet in.
0: You want to see him milk it, though, a little bit more? I do. Yeah, um,
4: and, and I think you know we have been attack, attack, attack. There's just certain situations, man. You got to rein it in, especially when you're not getting any scores. Your offense has been struggling. Don't force anything. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got two timeouts. You got an opportunity to call two plays. Yeah. Why not do it? You know, yeah. the the worst that can happen is you come away with a field goal. What you could not have happen is you 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 get nothing and you give them the ball back, which
2: is exactly what happened. I, I'm doing a, a segment later today that's game-altering play. Plays, that that was the game-altering play for me. That's 100% what it's going to be. By the way, I just I wanted to look this up. A little look ahead to earlier or later in the week, I should say. How about the front seven for the Raiders? If we thought Kansas City don't, got some don't, pressure, don't do this. Don't do this. Crosby, highest-rated player on PFF don't as he, an edge rusher. He's good. He's very good. Motor. Hankins up front, Jefferson up front, and got Guacue up front. Who's that guy? Uh, yeah, he's pretty good, Yannick. Hmm. And then you've got KJ Wright in the second Doesn't level as big, well. Oh, that guy. Oh, mm-hmm. man. Yeah, Isaiah knows that guy. And and Coach Quinn knows Gus Gus Bradley. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. All right, let's take a step aside. Let's take a deep breath. And then we're going to talk about some of the positives. And they're all pretty much on the defensive side of the football. When we return, here on Talking
0: Cowboys. (laughs) Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys?
2: Back to talking Cowboys. Whether you're watching from home or you're cheering in the stands with Essilor lenses, you could see every exciting play. Book an appointment at your local Essilor experts and see what Essilor can do for you. See more, do more. Essilor. Oh, you're sad one because the Cowboys mm-hmm. lost. You're sad two because you don't have your Essilor lenses on.
3: Yeah, it's double sad.
2: Double sad for double Isaiah. Wah, wah, that's the Title wah. the show. Double sad. <laughs> double sad.
3: That, that's actually. We'll be bad. back tomorrow as Laura.
2: <laughs> Much happier tomorrow as we talk about the Raiders front seven and what they're going to do. Oh Jesus! God. Oh no! <laughs> All right, too soon, Kyle. Let's talk about the defense yesterday. I mean, sure, you can you can nitpick this and say they gave up some early points, but really the defense played good ball game, and the bazooka was was definitely carried to Kansas City. He was put. In the luggage, he was under the plane. The bazooka was pulled out right at the right opportune time. Gave your offense a great shot for points, and ultimately the offense just didn't deliver. See the thing with the bazooka, you can't put him on the plane. You got to
4: transport him like Shamu. You oh. know what I mean? You got to. Is
3: that, is that care flight? Yes, care
4: You got to you oh. gotta put all kind of stuff together for this man. This is this is special. This is special stuff going on.
3: You never seen him get, get care flighted. No.
4: <laughs> I'm telling you, this special delivery. Got the,
2: got the choppers.
4: Yeah, no, this is special <laughs> delivery. Special delivery. Yeah, I'm telling you, man. This is this guy. I mean, yeah, and, and look, there's a lot. There's a lot to be desired with our our defense in, in the back half of it. We talked about you know AB and some of, some of his shortcomings over the over the the beginning of the year. But you know, I think these guys they they tried to put a, a complete game together. You saw them go into halftime. And make an adjustment, because I'm telling y'all, there was a point in this game, I was like, yo, we are about to get the doors blown off. Oh, very
0: easily It it, it, it
4: would just look like we had no life, and then all of a sudden, Micah woke everything up, and not only Micah, but Basham um, as well, I mean, we had a lot of participants and guys that played uh, to make plays. I can't say enough about Jerron Curse and the job that he did, obviously, Kelsey dropped some balls, but... I will say, Kels, you know, Curse was right there on a lot of those plays. Mm-hmm. We just didn't. On that one, I, I'm going back to that interception because, boy, I don't know if it was Malik Hooker or if Lewis, who it was. Man, just pick up the block. So, Curse, <laughs> they run the Oski drill, and you turn around, you get him, man, because I'm telling you, the motor. Ooh, it wasn't rolling. That motor, just. Was Jerron <laughs> was trying to get
3: that motor yeah, that going. Jay he was, look- was very Jalen. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, oh. Man, is too soon? Gotta, it is why way. You
2: gotta, why you gotta do that? He's not fast. Damn, He's man. a good
4: player. He's just not fast. It's okay. It was that running in sand <laughs> on a flat surface
3: kind of <laughs> feel, and it, it just wasn't there. Uh, but but We're it. trying, it, it We're just trying got to get to... somewhere. You're like just you're almost like you just want you to put your hand behind him and just go like this. Come
4: on, come on. I mean, but that was the that was the play. That was one of the plays that we needed offense. You know, but. It just seemed like we kept getting the opportunities for them. You know, they punt. Our offense, we talked about it, just could not get anything going. It's hard to blame this loss on our defense. We give up 19 points, and I'm telling you, if we had said that Kansas City was only going to score 19 points on Friday. Felt good. really good about it. <laughs> you felt good about your chances into winning this game.
3: Yeah, overall, I think our defense played well. I think they played well. I think they, there was a lot of opportunities that Kansas City missed on. Um, but I believe that some of those opportunities were, were missed on because the the contested passes that we had in that second half. Mm-hmm. I think the first half, it was a track meeting. We we're about to get, the, the, uh, like the heck of a get the, the, the socks blown off of us. But, you know, they figured it out. They, they came back the second half, and they were competitive. And that's what you wanted. You wanted them to be competitive, but a little bit too late and, and in the wrong environment. And guess what? Offense wasn't scoring points. So.
2: I think the two turnovers came at the perfect time to keep that ball game from getting the doors blown oh, yeah. off. Because, I mean, even the, the, the final drive before the half, Kansas City was going to receive on at, to start the third quarter. It really felt like that drive for Kansas City, they had it rolling. They had a couple plays down the field, and then all of a sudden, Kelsey dropped the ball. Kirk, or, excuse me, that was the, the Parsons' Force fumble. So Parsons comes around, makes a big play, forces the fumble. Basham recovers, and then all of a sudden you're like, okay, we've got another shot at points. This is great. <laughs> How about that? And then doesn't work, and then you throw a pick in the end zone. And then on the second, uh, the start of the third quarter, that was another drive for Kansas City where they were going down the field, had an opportunity to really put that out of reach, and Curse comes up with the pick. Couldn't have come in a better time, but you just got to have some sort of offensive rhythm to to take
0: advantage.
3: That would be a little give-and-take relationship
2: there, Kyle. Complimentary football. Complimentary.
0: They followed the blueprint, though, against Pat Mahomes. They played two safeties over the top, and they didn't Mm -hmm. let anything pass. And pass after those first couple 30-plus-yard plays, I mean, I think Pat Mahomes only had four or five explosive pass plays in the whole game. So they score on their first three drives. They get 17 points. And after that, it's punt, punt, fumble, uh, interception, punt, field goal, miss field goal, punt. End of the game. That's what's so weird about this game. That's a hell of a defensive effort, man. That's yeah. what's so
4: weird about this game. Because if you know your defense is going to play like that, there's no way in hell you think that your offense is going to be inept like they were.
2: It's kind of like what you said about Kansas City. Of Whenever Kansas City gets the ball in short yardage situations, how many times are they going to end up kicking a field goal? Not a lot, right? No. You feel the same way about the Cowboys. They got the ball in short yardage situations. How many times are they not going to come up with points? Normally, not that much. Normally, they take advantage of that, and I agree. I, that's what makes this frustrating for me is the fact that there were opportunities. Kansas City very easily could have slammed that door in the first half. That could have been a three-possession, four-possession game in the first half. Damn right. And instead, that thing was cracked all the way up until the pick at the end to when Dak Prescott got, got a tip by Chris Jones and it was picked by Sneed. What are you thinking about? I, I see that I smile. He
3: was cracked. Well, I automatically thought about Debo. <laughs> no <Coming laughs> window right was open. <laughs> oh
4: man! No, we never had an opportunity. Um, and and again, just looking at the numbers, red zone, zero and two in the red zone. We've talked about Kellen Moore, and this thing think about how hot. Kelly Moore is in his. He's trending mm-hmm. this way, and then you have a game that you run into like this, where you get in the red zone and you can't get anything going. And again, the excuses are not going to be given. No one's going to say, "Oh, well, you didn't have CD, you didn't have Amari." <laughs> but there are certain things that you got to look at. You have to look at it. You got to yeah, look mean, at it, and you have yeah. to evaluate it fairly. I, look, give Kansas City credit. They pulled this one out. That was a good team win for them. They're seven and four right now. They are looking like the team that is carrying all the momentum into their bye week. Are they going to be legit in the AFC? I think if you look at what L.A., the Chargers did yesterday against Pittsburgh, there are some teams in the AFC that are going to be gunning for them that have already beat them. So, you know, it's going to be tough getting through this AFC.
3: Well, <laughs> Nothing. You know, I, I, I think the boys have an have a amazing opportunity to become a great team. I think they were, they were playing great ball. But the two teams that that we need to measure ourselves up against, we've lost to both of them.
2: Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay and Kansas Kansas City. Those those
3: are the Super Bowl teams. And for a measure,
4: for a measure, you're saying, hey, these guys have been there, and if you want to be that, you're going to have to beat beat
3: that. Absolutely. And I I know I'll get drugged for this, but I really feel like yesterday, we've all been apart. We've all been in athletics at some point in time in our life. Mm -hmm. I feel like there was one of those games where Kansas City almost played down to their competition. Come on. I I know you don't want to hear that. I know you don't want to hear that. And the the reason why I say that is because they. They weren't. It seemed like they just didn't care about being converting that much. It felt like it just they, in the like, first like, quarter like, you eh, saw it. In the first quarter you saw Kansas City. Yes. In the first quarter you saw you saw KC. Like okay, it's about to be a big game. Let's be, go. Boom, yeah, boom 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 boom. And then after that they were like, back. oh, this was going to be like, yeah. cool, See, cool. cool. And now if they score, okay, we'll score. I don't you know this quarter. And I and I know I'm on an island by myself. I'm on Reba's island by myself right now. But we've all been in those games before. We've all either played in them. We've all played. And I and I just got the sense. That that's what this was. Now, had all of our guys been there, maybe that's a different story. And maybe that's a different story. We can't. That's always going to be the what if. But I just that's the energy I felt yesterday. I felt like they. I felt like Kansas City could have done whatever they wanted to do, whenever they wanted to, and they were just okay with keeping that little ten point lead. It's like I took your best shot, and it's like, oh, that's yeah. all you got. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All that's right. what it felt like, and I yeah. hope that's not the case. But that's what it felt like. It, hopefully, we'll find out later on, maybe eight, nine, ten games from now.
0: And that's maybe. The, and yeah. that's the thing. It is such a long. Mm-hmm. season. I mean there's 7 games left and you feel like you know the bottom drops out for this game but you got to go play another one right here. There's so much Thursday. time. There's so much time left and I do think if you just hope you keep building like this defensive effort, that's so encouraging. You keep building and you hope by the time you get to January you're healthy enough to where you can play the way you want to play. Yeah, I don't think offensively they really were able to play the way they wanted to play in that game and it showed.
3: Hopefully we respond like we responded to Denver. Yeah, hopefully I, I, that's my hope. My hope is they needed that, right? The, the same way they needed that Denver game to kind of knock them off the high horse. This is another horse that they climb back on. They said, "All right, we we up on here." It's mm-hmm. like, okay, we're about to face KC. Ooh, shoot! The KC's a dog on Clydesdale. Pop. Ooh, oh shoot! Okay, we're still a pony, <laughs> right? Let's go become a dog on Clydesdale. <laughs> Let's go become a Clydesdale. <laughs> Seriously, they
0: that's the, must the Clydesdale. Be the Budweiser yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's <laughs> the Cly- <laughs> hey, those yeah, come, hey, come that's out of Christmas, a big dog time. On horse. Christmas time. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: I agree with you in that sense because the the Denver game reminded you that this is the NFL and there are no off weeks in the NFL. Absolutely. This game reminded you that if you want to get to a Super Bowl, if you want to make a run in the playoffs, those, are those guys. you got a ways to go. And good thing is, is there's a ways, there's to, a go ways to go until you, you get to that point. And exactly. we're not at full strength. Like Rob said earlier, this game should not temper your expectations. No. It gives you a benchmark. It's what it serves as. It's what we talked Come about on, going man. into the week. It's you win this game, you shouldn't have tempered your expectations. Yeah. It would have been great. But you can say, okay, we're a lot closer than we thought. <laughs> It's a midterm. That's a it's great way to put it. Yeah. Still, I'm time. Pony. To, I'm a pony. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. There's still time still, to throw into a big, on, Clydesdale and get yeah.
3: the, the hair, pretty hair on the hood. There's some, and all that there's some, stuff. there's some nice size horses out there. Until they see a Clydesdale, and then they're like, "Crap, what am I? <laughs>
2: I'm a pony. <laughs> I'm a pony." <laughs> Can we take – I want to take, like, all of these and make it into a truck. No. All right. That's a great way to end it here on Talking Cowboys. Unbelievable. We'll be back tomorrow with some Talking Tuesday. We're going to take your phone calls, 888-855-2297. Be sure to give us a call. For Chris Beam in the back, for Rob Phillips, Isaiah Stanback, Heckma Harrison, I'm Kyle Yeoman. See you tomorrow on Talking Cowboys. <laughs>